neither of us wanted a book about showing children how to tidy up because that's no fun. And for a children's book, we want it to be engaging and fun and meaningful. And so I had the challenge of trying to keep with Marie's values in a story that makes tidying meaningful to children and fun. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today, we welcome our guest, Selena Yoon. Selena is a Geisel Honor winning author, illustrator of over a dozen picture books and nearly 200 innovative novelty and board books for young children with over 4.5 million books sold worldwide. Today, she'll share insights about her latest release, Kiki and Jacks: The Life-Changing Magic of Friendship, which is a picture book she co-authored and illustrated with best-selling author and queen of tidy, Marie Kondo. Welcome to Spark Joy, Selena. Thank you so much for having me. Selena, we'd love to hear your story to start with. You've been in the business of writing, illustrating, and designing children's books for quite some time. And you have worked on over 200 books, which is just astonishing. What drew you to lean into this passion for storytelling? Well, that's a great question. I always loved creating art, even as a child. And so I had this passion for art, which led me to creating books for very young children, because most children's books, there's lots of art in them, and there has to be. And so I was creating books for young children, even before I had children of my own. But what drew me to writing stories and storytelling and making picture books is when I started to read picture books to my own children. So when they were around three or four, I mean, I was reading younger books to them, books for babies, concept books, board books, things of that nature when they were younger. But when they were around three or four, I transitioned to picture books and stories, the ones that really stayed in my heart, the ones that tugged at my heartstrings. That's what made me want to write stories of my own. Did you go to school for illustration? I did go to school for illustration and for graphic design, but I actually didn't go to school for writing books, for writing. In fact, it it didn't even occur to me that I could even be an author of children's books until I started doing it. Mm. In fact, the first story that I wrote was Penguin and Pinecone. And this particular book is special for so many reasons. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. That book was uh, published in 2012. So it's not that old, but it was also my about 140th book. So it was not my first book, but it was the first story that I had written. And that's really when my picture book writing career began. So what is your favorite topic to write about for children? I'm guessing, you know, certainly it has something to do with some of your more recent topics and certainly regarding Kiki and Jack, but how do you get inspired? Where do you find your topics? Where does your inspiration come from? Yes. And there seems to be a topic that I really love to write for children. And that topic is always related around relationships 
and friendships. Every author has, I think, their own favorite things that they'd like to write about that appeals to them that they connect with. But for me, it's always been relationships and friendships. And I think relationships are so important for children. I mean, for the development of their emotional being, their social being, I think friendships are vital for just simply growing up. And because it's so important, I bring that into my stories, almost every story. And every story is so different. But in my picture book, Found, it's the relationship between a bear and his favorite stuffed animal. There's a picture book that I wrote and illustrated called Be a Friend. And it's a book about a boy who's very different and who finds difficulty in connecting with others. And you learn how he's able to make a friend. And I have this other series called Duck, Duck, Porcupine. And that revolves around the relationships between a young duck and its older sister and a friend. And of course, Penguin and Pinecone is a friendship story between a penguin and a pinecone. But that relationship is actually not like a typical friendship. It's really like the relationship of a parent and child because Penguin actually cares for and nurtures Pinecone. And he makes lots of sacrifices for his friend Pinecone. So I sort of relate it more like a relationship between a parent and child. So it's a very special story, I think. And that was pivotal, not only to my career, but also as a writer. It shaped me as a writer. You know, I think that topic of friendships is so critical. And I, I can certainly see how important it is to share that work, you know, in, in stories for children. Over the holidays, I was you know, having conversations with family members who have small children. And they were talking about how when they would have teacher parent conferences or get reports back from school, that of course they want their kids to do well academically. But their big questions were, you know, does she share? Is he empathetic with others? Does he, you know, work to fit in and get along? But is he still independent? You know, does he not go along, you know, just to go along? Is he... right? have his own personality, but is he able to share with others as far as conversation and ideas and, you know, and just be generally compassionate. And that is such an important thing when, certainly when someone's, when a child is really young. Yes, absolutely. Books are so important for their social and emotional development. And, you know, it's, and they could friendship, they could learn about all the different ways that you can make friends and have friends and what you can do with friends you know, through books. I think books can help build a child's self-confidence, their self-esteem, their social competence by seeing how, you know, other kids um, can behave and how they can behave. And and I think books are important for so many reasons, uh, not just for entertainment, not even just learning how to do things, but it just, it shows them by example. Speaking of friendships and relationships, you've recently collaborated with Marie Kondo, of course, on Kiki and Jack's The Life-Changing Magic of Friendship. For those who haven't picked up a copy just yet, the story is about an adorable squirrel named Kiki and an owl named Jax, who are best friends, but they're very different. Kiki loves to collect things and Jack loves to sort things the things that Kiki keeps begin to get in the way of their friendship. So spoiler alert, they work together to figure out how to make space for something that sparks joy for both of them, which of course is their friendship. I love how this theme of nothing sparks more joy than friendship resonates throughout the whole story. 
it's such a special message for children. I'm wondering what drove the partnership between you and Marie Kondo and the story behind Kiki and Jack's. Well, this is what's so special about Penguin and Pinecone. And that particular picture book, the first story that I'd ever written was the story that Marie loved so much. And that was why she actually wanted me to collaborate with her. So she asked my editor, and we, of course, share the same editor at Random House. And so she let our editor know that she would like me to collaborate with her. And then my editor reached out to my agent and made it known that she would like to work with me, which I could not believe when I first heard this. I think I asked my agent about three times to make it clear to me what was happening. I couldn't quite believe that Marie had come across this book of mine. But not only did she love Penguin and Pinecone, but she loved my other stories as well, like Found and some other of my Penguin books, because the Penguin and Pinecone is a series of six books. And so she has several of them. And she said that I was one of her favorite authors for her family and for herself. So that is what brought me to this project. So that was really special. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love your playful and colorful illustrations. They are beautiful. My favorite illustration is the bird's eye view of the floor plan of Kiki's house, where Mm -hmm. Kiki's on one side of her home and Jack's is closer to the front door and they're traveling through uh, to see each other through the clutter and all. I think about what if you know someone was looking down on my space, <laughs> my floor plan, or some of my clients' floor plans, you know, with clutter or just our decor, what that would look like. I've never really thought about it that way right. from that perspective. <laughs> so I think that was a really cute way to illustrate how clutter can sometimes get in the way of even us navigating through our space. And I think that many adults can relate to that as well as kids and and this idea of friendship and tidying it's so powerful it's two big complex topics to unpack and i imagine that could be pretty challenging when trying to translate these messages for children absolutely and this was the tricky thing about working with marie and myself in in what i do and with what she does and neither of us wanted a book about showing children how to tidy up because that's no fun and for a children's book, we want it to be engaging and fun and meaningful. And so I had the challenge of trying to keep with Marie's values in a story that makes tidying meaningful to children and fun. And so that was challenging. But I think that she reached out to me because my brand, if you can call it that, is our friendship stories. That's what I do best. And so The challenge was trying to combine her brand of spark joy, you know, with my brand of friendship. And so we have this perfect sort of, I think, melding of two separate things, but really all in one tidy message, um, so to speak. And an owl for the characters is because a squirrel is a natural hoarder of nuts. Oh, sure. So the personality of a squirrel sort of fits the personality of Kiki well. And the owl was modeled after uh, Marie herself, because I think of Marie as someone who's wise, who's elegant, you know, who can appreciate solitude because she's uh, meditative and reflective. And that's how I imagine an owl to be, you know, while they, because they're nocturnal and I imagine right. them to be 
up on a tree and, you know, facing the moonlight and having all of these thoughts and, and clearing its mind. And <laughs> I don't know. So I felt like it sort of connected with Marie and that's what inspired these particular characters. I love that. I love it. But yeah, that particular spread that you mentioned, it took me the longest out of any other spread because there were so many details and it's actually full of little Easter eggs that you to find. There are some favorite items of Marie children. They picked out some favorite things for me to include in the illustrations. And so Marie's kids loved finding their special toys, you know, in their house. I also added penguin. And of course, there are lots of pine cones. Those are easy to find. Yeah. And in the story, Kiki loses her bathing suit. And so for those who have read the book or who has one, or if you haven't yet, just make a note that the bathing suit that she loses can be found on this spread somewhere and nowhere else. And it's pretty tricky to find. So you really have to take a close look. And they're also some of my own personal favorite things. And so I got to hide a lot of things in this particular spread because it is so messy, full of things. So that was kind of fun. But little fun fact, I identify more with Jax than with Kiki. I am pretty neat myself. And so illustrating this incredibly messy house was actually very stressful for me. It was giving me anxiety to have so much stuff. And I remember doing one version of this spread and I sent it to my editor and she said, you really need to make it messier. And I said, messier? Oh my God. Are you sure? More? And she said, yes, we have to make it a point to make it messier, you know, so that of course, at the end of the book, when you see the house, again, spoiler alert, the house does get cleaned and it feels so good. And I needed to illustrate that cleaned up room because I was waiting for it. It was sort of my carrot. <laughs> when I was illustrating this really difficult, messy house, because I'm like, oh, I can finally, when I'm through with this, I can get to illustrating the clean house. And it made me feel so much better and certainly more joyful. <laughs> That's so interesting that even drawing the clutter was giving you anxiety. Yes. Yes. Because in fact, most of my books, the art is very clean and simple lines. And I don't have a lot of clutter in most of my artwork. And so this was sort of unique in that I had to add a lot of clutter into the room of Kiki. So it was a different kind of feeling as I was illustrating this. But it was a journey for me, too, of, you know, the journey of tidying, because I was actually tidying through the illustrations to finally get to the scene where the house was all organized. That is pretty great. I love that. And I had heard about some of those Easter eggs, but not all of them. So I definitely will have to go look. Yeah. But as you were talking, I was thinking about when I was very young and I was young back in the days when playtime was not quite as structured as it is now. Uh And I remember spending hours just hanging out with my friends. And I do remember because my mom was pretty neat and then going over to friends' houses where maybe their parents weren't as organized or they had a different level of organization than you would have seen at my house. And it was really interesting to me because at first it was like a little, like I wasn't sure what to think. But then Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, that in every home there's love. Those parents loved their children and loved their home just as much as mine did, you know, regardless of what it looked like inside. And the kids, you know, they were perfectly comfortable and happy there. It was what they knew. It was their home. 
right. it's so interesting, you know, to think in terms of like how kids perceive tidiness. Right. Every home is different. And Marie has said this many times that tidiness comes from the parent first. You have to show children, you know, that in order for you to have them tidy, they have to watch you tidy. Right. And it made me think about my own childhood where my mom is extremely tidy. So I always grew up in a very, very tidy home. And so when things were cluttered, I mean, immediately it would be cleaned or I would help clean. But most of the time it was actually my mother doing most of the cleaning. And I remember when my sister and I were a little bit older and we wanted to help out more in in cleaning the house because we actually felt bad watching my mom clean so much most of the time. So she didn't have to ask us to clean. We wanted to help just by watching her. And we would fold the laundry. And this actually is shown in the book. As I was writing the part about Kiki and Jack sorting all of the things when Jack was showing Kiki how to start sorting and organizing, he says, you know, let's play a game. But in my real childhood, what my sister and I did was we dumped out the laundry in the middle. We got little scraps of paper and put down, pick up, you know, all the socks or fold one shirt or fold all the towels or skip a turn or do the pants, but you could, you know, give it to the other person. I can't remember how we wrote it, but we did that and then put it in a little box and then picked it out. And we literally made folding laundry into a game. And it actually made it so much more fun because you didn't know what you were going to pick up. So the idea of making cleaning into a game completely resonated with me. And so I included that part in the story. And I think it worked also for the technique of actually sorting, you know, in the Kamari way. What was it like collaborating with Marie Kondo and such a personal extension of the work that she has done in the Kanmai brand? Well, I mean, for one thing, I was completely blown away and felt so honored that she would ask me to work with her because I wouldn't necessarily say yes to just working with any random celebrity, but I don't see her as so much a celebrity as, you know, as an author that I admire and I feel aligned with her values. And that was really important to me because I wouldn't be able to create a story that just worked for that particular celebrity author. But in this case, it was a different experience because, like I say, I felt so much aligned with her own values. And so I made this book that I think has her heart and mine combined. And it wasn't you know, one or the other, but it was very much a combining of both our values and beliefs. And we actually have so much in common, we found out, because you know we've had a lot of time to spend together, and we learned a lot about each other. Even after I've completed the book, after some conversations, I found that we had a lot in common, just in our work ethic, in how passionate we are about what we do, and how important it is to find joy in what we do which is, I guess, what makes us so passionate about it and what makes us work so hard at it. So these things really made me feel connected to Marie on a much deeper level than just on a professional level. And so it made working together that much more meaningful for me and really special. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. 
extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. Has Marie impacted the way that you do your own tidying at home? Did you learn anything from her that has helped you with your own kids? Absolutely. Well, my kids are teenagers, so tidying is not their favorite thing, (laughs) but they do do it regularly. I do have them do it at least every week. And I thought that I was pretty tidy myself. But when I started looking at my closets, and I'm a very busy person, you know, I like to do a lot of things and stay productive. And so sometimes, you know, clothes get sort of scattered. And I used to be a folder and stacker of clothes. So I had stacks of shirts and pants and my workout clothes. And just like um, Marie would say in her book, when you have stacks of clothing and you pull them out, then those stacks start, you know, getting wobbly. And sometimes they could even fall over. So it wasn't looking very tidy, even though I thought I was tidying by folding up the clothes and stacking them. And so I changed my folding method into the boxes and I have them now rolled in the Kamari way and, you know, stacked side by side. And it's completely saved a lot more space. I'm able to find things quicker. I'm able to put them away quicker. And so I am completely a a Kamari follower, although I haven't changed out everything yet. And I still aspire to tidy more in the Kamari way, but I have changed my stacked, my stacks of clothes into clothes fitted into boxes. And I'm, I'm really happy with that change. It works so much better. Sounds like you are well on your way. And I absolutely love that tip you gave about gamifying laundry and folding, making it fun. I'm wondering yes. if you have any other tips to share, or we always ask our guests, you know, what is your favorite organizing or tidying tip? Either one that was inspired by Kanmari or one that maybe was uh-huh. inspired from your childhood. Well, for me, I think my favorite tip about tidying isn't really about tidying at all, but it's related to it. It's about having gratitude for the things that you have. And when you have too many things, it's really hard to find gratitude in all of the things that you have. You know, whether it's with toys, you know, for children, when they have too many toys, I think it's harder for them to really enjoy each and everything that they have. And so having less, you're able to have more gratitude for each item. And so when you think of it that way, if you only surround yourself with things that you really appreciate and enjoy, then I think that helps you to purge because you can't appreciate every single thing if you have a ton of things. And so if you just keep things that really spark joy, just as she says in her books, I think it really does create a more joyful environment and allows you to be more grateful for the things that you have. And certainly joy and gratitude is a great way to start thinking about the new year. And so we really, really appreciate 
always getting reminded of that. Can you tell us, speaking of joy, at this very moment, what sparks the most joy for you in your life? Well, this is probably the same for every year, but my family absolutely sparks the most joy. I love my family and I love what I do. I love creating books and I love creating books that spark joy for other families. I think this idea is definitely part of our family values. My husband is an artist and so he creates work that spark joy for him and for others. So we very much encourage each other in our home, in our family, to do the things that really spark joy in our lives, spark passion. And so I'm really grateful to have that in my life, to have so much joy in our lives, in our family. Lovely way to end it here. And before we close out, I'd love if you could share any final thoughts or parting words of wisdom. Well, I hope that my book and Marie Kondo's book, Kiki and Jack's, that it encourages its readers to find the joy in each other more than from things alone and more than just for the story. But I hope it nurtures some special family time and nurtures the love of reading by reading this book together. Lovely way to close. Thank you, Selena. My niece loved Kiki and Jax. I enjoyed sharing that with her over the holidays. Uh, she's almost two, so oh. she enjoyed all of the <laughs> illustrations. And I'm sure as she approaches her uh, toddler phase here, she'll get into the folding as much as your family has. <laughs> How great. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Selena. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. To connect with Selena, visit selenayoon.com or on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Selena Yoon. You can grab a copy of Kiki and Jack's The Life-Changing Magic of Friendship at KonMari.com, Amazon, and of course, your independent book dealer. And exclusively for SparkJoy listeners, Selena is giving away a very special copy of Kiki and Jack's that is signed by herself and Marie Kondo. This special copy also includes a How to Fold the Kanmari Way Origami Guide. To win this special edition, email contact at sparkjoypodcast.com by January 28th with Kiki and Jack's giveaway in the subject line. The first listener to email us receives this very special gift that sparks so much joy. This giveaway will run for a limited time. So remember, by January 28th, email us at contact at sparkjoypodcast.com to receive this special gift exclusive to SparkJoy listeners. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the SparkJoy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the SparkJoy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. 
Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.